0: It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 38.
1: On today's episode, we talk about bison on the loose and what happens when you get caught in a gunfight on your travels. Grab your guns, partners. Pew, pew. Let's go. And then the train got lost.
0: How does the train get lost when it's on rail? I
1: just want to get out there in the wild.
0: Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's been Yo, 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 What up, voyagers? What up, voyagers?
0: What's up, guys? Welcome back.
1: Not so bon voyage, episode 38. You're still here, we're still thankful, and we're still pumping out some travel stories of when shit goes wrong on the road, and we've got another set of stories today to go over.
0: Yeah, I even have an in the news story about travel, and basically nobody's traveling, so... You have to come to us for your travel news.
1: This is the news source. Forget (laughs) CNN. Forget Fox News. Definitely forget Fox News. Yeah, this is where it's at. This is where you get cutting-edge stuff here. This is where you come for all your best travel news, your aviation (laughs) law, Just various other things like that, and some tidbits, and just some some general banter and some fun.
0: We hope you guys have fun, because that's the whole point of the podcast, to chat travel and chat fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have fun filming it, so even if you're... <laughs> Not listening. Even Hopefully if you don't you have
0: fun, we have yeah, fun.
1: If you don't have fun and if you're not listening, guess what? We're listening every week when we <laughs> record it and sometimes just during the day. Sometimes we'll just put our cell phone and just I'll be doing the dishes and I'll just listen to myself and I'll be like, huh, those guys are hilarious.
0: Oh, that's us.
1: No, I actually don't do that. Once I finish editing the episode, I never listen to it, which is really bad. I should.
0: Yeah, it's gone forever. It's yeah, gone forever. It's out of our minds. It's, it's on, on you guys to the now. the next one. It's
1: on you guys now. <laughs> All right, quick updates before we jump into Christine's In The News, which I'm excited to hear because there's, as she said, there's not much going on.
0: Not much going on. And
1: then it is my turn to tell a story this week, and I've got a really good one, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a Voyager submission, so I'm uh, excited to share that. Quick update from me, though, is that we took a break from our Voyager chat series last Thursday, but we did put up a bonus episode on our Patreon page.
0: Indeed we did.
1: Yes. So the Voyager chats, we've been releasing them on Thursdays. We've been having some great chats with people. We hope you've been enjoying them. We've got some really good feedback on those so far. But they're just going to come and go. They're going to be, you know, one week. We might do them once a week. We might do them once every two weeks. We're just going to get them as they come in. So we do have some more recorded and ready to go. So don't worry. We're not giving up on it yet. And (laughs) they are going to be coming up I think probably Thursday after you hear this one. So
0: Yeah, they get excited, guys. Get excited. We have some awesome guests coming up who are going to tell some really crazy stories.
1: Yes, but we did take a break because we posted an extra bonus episode on our Patreon page where I talked about a man who went out for a simple fishing trip in Mexico and somehow ended up in the Marshall Islands over a year later. Hmm. So you're going to have to go to our Patreon page to find out the full details of that story. It's patreon.com slash notsobonvoyage. The link is in the episode description. That is where we're putting up bonus content for our extra special voyagers who are helping support the show. And if you want that extra bonus episode, you got to support the show.
0: Yes. So we're doing every other week, we'll be doing a, a bonus episode on the Patreon. And every other week from that, that we're doing a Voyager chat, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's exactly what we worked out. But- well,
0: we're doing something like that. It'll be a, It'll be a blend, a mix. There's going to be content coming out. Basically, you can listen to everything and we're going to be there for you.
1: Okay, Christine's making up things on the spot. I always (laughs) love it when Christine
0: just decides. I'm doing like slam poetry over there. Yeah. Over here. Over there. He, there, and everywhere. Over here, I am doing slam poetry. Don't
1: click into your microphone, please. (laughs) Okay. Okay, right. Well, Christine's making up things Uh, on the spot. She's developing her business plan and our scheduling on the spot, which is always a great way to do it. Yes. And so, yes, today I'm telling a Voyager submission. And so, yes, keep sending those in. We've had some great ones being sent in recently. We're loving them. Keep them coming. And if yours is good enough, we'll read it.
0: Yeah, that's true. And if it sucks, then we won't read it.
1: Yeah. All right. In the news.
0: In the news. So to kick us off, I actually have some good news. Woo! Uh, since the national parks, the U.S. national parks, that is, have shut down, wildlife is thriving.
1: Ooh, go wildlife.
0: Go wildlife. Go Ooh, wildlife. wildlife. <laughs> Woo. So uh, you may have remembered maybe like six weeks ago, I talked about those news stories where people were talking about an- all the animal populations coming back. Yes, yeah, so and
1: they were all lies. And
0: they were fake or and or like stretched truths. And it basically was BS. Well, this is true. (laughs) This is a real and the news story. Okay, great.
1: We're not telling you fake stories (laughs) now. This is
0: not fake news. So the pronghorn antelope. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why that's funny. The pronghorn. The pronghorn (laughs) antelope. The pronghorn she's antelope. An laugh, Christine. The pronghorn antelope are back. They're back, baby. They're back,
1: They're baby. They're back,
0: baby. Get ready, the pronghorn <laughs> antelope.
1: Oh god, she's lost it over here already. Okay. It's been a long week
0: Let me regain my composure. Okay, so someone who works at a hotel near Yosemite has said they're seeing four times the number of bears than usual, Ooh, which is like a lot of more bears. That's a lot of bears. Because even one bear seems like a lot of bears, but four times the number of bears, that's a, lot, that's a lot, lot of bears. So this is obviously awesome. The wildlife is thriving, so cool, and but it'll make for some interesting human interactions now that the parks are opening again. So Yellowstone actually reopened on Monday. Did you know that?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. But I know that some of the parks have been opening up slowly, like Zion, and I think they're doing limited openings, and so that's yeah. great news for travelers.
0: Good news for travelers. I don't know how the bears feel about it. You yeah. know, they've got free range now. But
1: Although there would be a few more picnic baskets for them to try some and... Some
0: picnic baskets, true. Um, so... Apparently, these people are coming into Yellowstone and there's a webcam, an old faithful webcam, because old faithful is a cam girl now.
1: <laughs> only, only fans. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: She's and a said, real. Yes, girl.
0: Get that money. <laughs> She's a
1: real squirter.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, people from the national parks were looking at the webcam and they noticed that there was not a single mask in sight. That doesn't surprise people me. Visiting. People over they it. should have to wear masks? Yes,
1: they should definitely have to.
0: It's, that seems crazy to me. Anyway, this all leads to my news story in which a woman was visiting Yellowstone on Wednesday, which was yesterday, and was knocked to the ground and injured by a bison.
1: Oh, those bisons don't muck around.
0: Yeah. So apparently she got too close to the bison. You're supposed to stay 25 yards away. Uh, did you know they can run three times as fast as humans?
1: No, but... Uh, well... No, I don't think I knew that, but I knew that they had some super strength, like they can jump six feet. Remember somebody told us that they could jump six feet in the air, like turtle a fence?
0: Yes, they can. They're really amazing animals. They look very slow and docile, but they can be very quick and they can jump, so you have to keep a wide berth. (laughs) Wide berth. (laughs) Um, so there's no video of the incident, which is so weird. I kept looking for a video because you just assume that everything is being filmed, right?
1: It's like somebody's got a news story and you go, okay, but where's the video? Yeah, where's, where's the, the proof? Where's the YouTube? Where's the Twitter?
0: It was like a throwback to old school news where it's like you just have to trust that they're telling you something (laughs) correct. I'm like, I need to see that video before I believe it. But instead, I'll post a video from March of a newscaster filming at Yellowstone who saw a herd of bison walking straight towards him and he just gets the hell out of there and he's like, oh no, I'm not messing with you. And he just like packs up his car and bolts immediately. It's a really cute video and the proper reaction to a herd of bison coming straight at you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's why you should not be fucking with wild animals.
0: Do not mess with the bison. They will get you.
1: They will get you. Remember in episode 24, I actually had to look this up. In episode 24, we talked about a couple of wild animal attacks. And there was the one in Yellowstone from about uh, mid last year, July or something in 2019 where the bison hit that girl.
0: Yes, I do remember that.
1: It's ran right at her. If you haven't listened to episode 24, we're going back a little bit, not that far, but basically this bison, there was a huge group of people around this herd of bison. They were getting way, way too close for it. The bison were chilling. They were just happy going about their business, but eventually they're like, get out of my space. <laughs> and then this girl was with her parents, this nine-year-old girl, and this bison is quick. Like, they are right? really quick. It was just grazing. And you think because they're such a big animal and they weigh 2,000 pounds, the adult male can weigh. That's 900 kilos.
0: How many Dwayne the Rock Johnsons is that?
1: Oh, that's about, I think that's about eight. Whoa.
0: That's a lot of rocks.
1: That's a lot of rocks. That's
0: a lot of the rocks.
1: That's a lot. of Even if it was seven, that's, that's still a lot seven of Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock, the Rock Johnsons. Johnsons. Wow. Just a, lot a, a lot of Johnsons. All piled into one muscly beast of a thing. So this thing just sprinted towards his family. And the best part about that video, if you haven't seen it, we'll put a link to it again in this one, is that the parents just go one way and the girl goes the other way. They completely just bail on this nine-year-old, their oh. nine-year-old daughter, and then they the bison hits this girl and just flips her up in the air. And she gets about six foot airborne and then flips around and lands. She was fine, but I just think it was hilarious because the parents are just like see ya
0: oh my god they those parents will never be able to live that down they're gonna have to give her like every pony and bicycle and anything she wants for her birthday yeah. after that they're like we're so sorry we abandoned you when the bison attacked seriously
1: so moral of the story just do what the parks say stay away from the animals don't try to pet wild animals
0: also moral of the story get it on video because otherwise we may not believe you
1: that's right <laughs> okay, main story time. We're getting into it early today because we don't we don't fluff about here.
0: We're not fluffing. Yeah, I mean We're sometimes fluffing we do a or fluffing little bit. or yeah, you know whatever. I mean sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Yeah.
1: Okay, my main story today because the, all the attention is on me, which also means that all the pressure is on me. Hmm. Okay, my main story today is called Stick 'em Up and Stick 'em Up. And now I feel like I don't know. You might have to judge my title at the end of it i don't know
0: is it related to sticks
1: no it's just i don't know now i'm looking now i'm reading it and i'm thinking i thought it was creative and funny now i'm not that sure about it so anyway really because
0: my my story last week was called special shoes and that was a good one that was a very good title
1: what's your point here
0: well i'm just saying it's it's everything's a competition in life okay that's my point
1: so, this is a Voyager submission from Heather Cole at Conversant Traveler. So, thank you so much for submitting this story. Uh, we love to hear the Voyager stories, and if they're good, we'll read them.
0: Woo! Shout and out, this out to Heather. One,
1: thanks, Heather. And this one is a real doozy. Ooh. Yeah, i gotta, I got to think of a new word.
0: I know. You, I think you've
1: said that before. I don't know why. It
0: literally makes you sound like a 78-year-old grandpa. Yeah, like, I think oh, that's, that's why I like it. a real doozy. It's a
1: real doozy. This story goes back to 2009. So we're going back 11 years now, and it's when Heather was traveling South Africa with her husband, Peter. Heather and Peter. After sp- I don't know why
0: I'm Heather and Peter. <laughs> Similar to your parents' names. Yeah, I know. Helen and Peter. Helen and Peter. Shout out to Helen and Peter.
1: Shout out. Mum's not listening, but shout out. <laughs> After I am telling you, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I know she doesn't because we called her out the other week and she still hasn't said anything. So Mum's a word. I think it's like counting four weeks since Mum's l- last listened.
0: We should shout her out every podcast until episode she says until something. she finally says something.
1: Mum, if you're listening. Just say something. Say something. Proof of life, please. Please. So this story goes back to 2009. After spending some time traveling around the country, doing the usual tourist stuff, I'm assuming. I didn't get much backstory to this story, but I'm assuming (laughs) that's what they did. They decided that they're in need of a bit more adventure, and they decided to check out the Sani Pass.
0: Oh, what is that? I've never
1: heard of that. Either had I, so I did some research. The Sani Pass is a steep and hazardous mountain pass that runs between the west of South Africa and into the country of Lesotho. Oh, Lesotho. Lesotho? Lesotho. Lesotho. That's a hard one to say. I feel like if you had a speech impediment or a lisp,
0: oh. that would be very
1: difficult because it's a Lesotho.
0: That would be really difficult.
1: The kingdom of Lesotho. Oh, God, I, I'm going to oh, have Oh, no,
0: now you're getting a speech I'm impediment. Now a speech
1: impediment. So if you've seen a map of South Africa, South Africa is obviously in the southern point of Africa, and Lesotho is sits in the middle of it. Have you seen that before?
0: Yes, I have.
1: So it's a little independent kingdom of Lesotho. Oh out. god, I'm this is going to be a long episode. I'm just, gonna, oh, I'm fucked. Oh no! It's Maybe called the call Kingdom L. of L. It's the L word. It's The L word. And it sits inside South Africa. But is it's that independent. where they film the L word? It is. It's independent. <laughs> and so the Sani Pass is a really steep and elevated mountain pass that starts at about fifteen hundred meters, so four and a half thousand feet. And it climbs up to almost 10,000 feet, 3,000 meters. And it is a, it's not a very long pass. It's only about nine Ks, but it starts in South Africa, the Sandy Pass, and it goes through this mountainous, super, super high elevation into the mountains. And eventually there's a border crossing into Lesotho. <laughs> Killed it.
0: Wait, so it's a trail of sorts?
1: It's a road. It's yes. a road. So it's okay. a mountain pass that's been. I guess, etched into the mountains to pass between the two countries. Got it. So it has had some upgrades over the time, over the years, but I think back in 2009, 29, it was just a gravel road.
0: 29? 2009. You just took the zeros out of yeah, the Yeah, I know. Here. Just 29. We'll just 29.
1: go with that. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so 2010, 2011, so much easier. 2009, there's no special way to say it. I know. So it has been upgraded I think I wasn't going to put too much time investment into the road upgrades. All I know is that back (laughs) in 2009, it was a gravel road. It's a treacherous, high elevated pass. It's pretty sketchy. So you can only pass it on a guided tour with an experienced 4x4 driver. Okay. So you're only allowed to pass it in a proper truck or if you've got the proper permission to do it. Mm. And so, yeah, so it's a border crossing between the two countries. So it's a pretty intense tour and... Both Heather and Peter were up for it because they thought, let's get into a little bit of adventure. Let's go check it out. So they found a guided tour and they took off on the tour. So they're with as a guide they and they're in a 4x4. Four four. They're traveling along the road, slowly climbing higher and higher along the pass. So as they're passing along, I guess because it's a mountainous pass, there's steep ravines on either side. Terrifying. Yes, very terrifying. Terrifying. Now, because of the steep ravines on either side, the guide... So the guide is the driver. So I guess he's just the one person. And he tells them that it's actually best if they unbuckle their seatbelts while driving. Because if they did happen to go over the edge, it is much quicker and easier for them to escape.
0: What? That is a terrifying thing for your driver to say.
1: Isn't that the instruction you want from a driver?
0: Also, that doesn't make any sense. Why, like, in case the car blows up, why would you need to make that quick of an escape?
1: I don't know. It's not like if you drove over the edge of a cliff and you're in the car, that as it's rolling over, you're suddenly going to be able to free yourself and spring out a window. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not like you have one of those, like, what are those, like, ejection, ejection seats? seats. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know in what scenario where it would be easier to get out, because a seatbelt's not exactly going to prohibit you like it's not going to get stuck
0: right i guess if you're hanging upside down like if the car if you've landed upside down and the seatbelt is like suspending you and you can't reach the buckle button then maybe you're stuck that's
1: possible also if you're upside down and you're pulling the weight on the seatbelt I wonder if you could press the button to release it, or if it kind of needs to be in like a neutral position.
0: Oh, so that's if it's are pulling question.
1: right against it, you might not be able to hit the release.
0: I think I would take my chances with the seatbelt because the alternative is getting flung out of the windshield.
1: Yes, having right? <laughs> having just as a little personal insight to my life voyages, having been in a car crash that where a car flipped over on its roof and like rolled over and over. I can tell you that being uh, having a seatbelt was very crucial <laughs> and crucial. very key to my survival <laughs> because this car flipped over on its roof and rolled and the seatbelt definitely kept me in my seat and not bouncing around with the roof that was caved in. So yeah, I think that having a seatbelt was probably the preferable method, even probably if your driver tells you to turn it off.
0: That's crazy.
1: Okay, so they're driving along, I don't know if they've got the seatbelts on or, on or off, but they're driving along this steep ravine, very sort of sketchy, but it's all part of the experience. There also isn't another car in sight as they make their way further down the path. Heather described it as an eerily beautiful and an adventurous entrance to a little visited part of South Africa.
0: That would probably make me second-guess my decision to go on this crazy-ass trip if there was literally nobody else out there.
1: Well, that is a very interesting observation because she also described the past as a bit of a no-man's land and recalling that it felt very remote. Mm. Perhaps a little too remote. Mm. Dangerously remote.
0: <gasps> no.
1: Any guesses dun, dun, dun. as to what happens next?
0: Um. Oh, God. I hope they don't fly off a cliff. <laughs>
1: Well, if my poorly described title is any clue...
0: Oh, stick them up.
1: But it's not... Yeah, it's they not exactly... They run into some sticks. Yeah, it's exactly what happens, <laughs> and then everybody's fine. Okay, so after about 15 minutes into the drive, Heather says she suddenly hears the birds have stopped chirping, <gasps> and instead they are replaced with the very distinct sound of gunfire up <sighs> ahead and oh. around the bend. Whoa. With the cliffs on either side... So they're in the ravine, so it drops off to the side. There's also cliffs. It's, you know, all mountainous. It's up and down. It's all around. The gunshot sounds are pinging off the walls and echoing through the valley. So she's hearing
0: ping, 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 ping. Oh, my God.
1: These gunshots. And the driver, who's the guide, immediately slams on the brakes, not wanting to drive into a gunfight and all. And everybody just looks around at each other. (laughs) Already being well into the drive, and they were there for an adventure, as they say, the group consensus was to slowly creep a little further around the bend to see what was going on.
0: Wow, that's pretty risky. I would probably say turn around, take me back.
1: Okay, I'm done now. Yeah, let's go. that's good.
0: This is enough. This, this is, is good. Let's, let's turn this puppy around.
1: Yeah, Heather says they're up for an adventure.
0: I, is part of the adventure getting shot?
1: <laughs> it's all part of the tour. It's all part of the experience, guys. So as the car creeps around the corner, Heather admits that she's hiding in the back seat. So she's in the back, smart. She's down like you know where the, the footwell part. She's down there, and her husband Peter is up in the front and ready for some action with along oh with the guy. Oh my god! And as they turn around the bend, they see in the middle of the road is an abandoned truck with all its doors open.
0: Oh Jesus!
1: And all the bushes on the side of the road are rustling with the sounds of people fleeing as they see people running away. Some of the people were running down the steep ravine and others were running up it. I guess there was just a bunch of them all <laughs> just over the place. Everywhere. Just everywhere. So some are like running down the hills and some are running up. They're <laughs> trying to get away. But the scene wasn't completely empty because there in the middle of the road along with truck, was a truck was a policeman.
0: Oh. And
1: he was standing on the road, gun out, pointed at a guy who was laying on the ground in front of him. Whoa. And... When he saw the tool group arrive around the corner, he looked up the group and called for them to come over.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: So he's, he's like, like, hey,
0: you want a real show? Come over here and watch Yeah, today. he's like,
1: hey, you know, tip me $20. <laughs> so he's got the gun pointed at this guy, and he sees him run around the corner. And he just goes, hey, come over here. What would you do?
0: Well, I think that, I don't know, man. I don't know what the police system is like in that area. Of South Africa, slash Lesotho
1: Lesotho Lesotho,
0: um, but I mean you're kind of stuck, right? You're not going to turn around and I mean you could for it, but I guess I'd go over
1: yeah, so a
0: very it would be very hard to make sense of that situation.
1: yeah, I know, I think like especially after a gunfight, and you're like, hmm, so unsure of what danger laid ahead, literally, they hesitantly got out of the car and approached the policeman. So the guide and Peter go to help, and Heather, by her own admission, says that she's hiding out in the back, Smart. keeping an eye on the situation. Smart. So she's in That's there. A,
0: that was what I would do. So
1: she's in there. She's in the backseat. I can imagine she got her head popped over, just peering <laughs> yeah. out, having a look around, and she's doing the eagle eye. She's the scout. You know, if she sees anything, she'll alert them. But by <laughs> as she says, by her own admission, she's pretty much just hiding out in the back. Just you know, just she's got to handle the situation.
0: Nice. She's a lookout.
1: Yeah, she's a lookout. Remember that just moments before there was a shootout with some bad dudes and a lone policeman. And now they're heading back into the scene of the crime, pretty much like sitting ducks.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So it turns out the policeman didn't have handcuffs with him. So Peter and the guide are asked by the policeman to help restrain the baddie until help arrive.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. Who doesn't carry handcuffs? Exactly. I mean, I carry handcuffs and I'm not even a policeman.
1: Yeah, you should see what she does with them.
0: <laughs> Citizens harassed.
1: <laughs> so they're out there pinning these guys to the ground, just hoping the whole time I guess that the other guys don't come back and shoot them while they're waiting for backup.
0: Seriously? they're So they're just out in the open for the gun They're out in the people? open for the
1: gun people. I don't want to
0: say gun men. It could be gun women it too. could be, yeah, gun equal people. Equal opportunity, you know. Yeah,
1: or it could be gun gun person or gun cis gun
0: yeah, could be anybody. Could, could be, be um, non gender conforming gun yeah gun person.
1: They're non binary,
0: non binary gun person. Yeah, It'd be, it could be anybody. Yeah. You don't know
1: what is the what is the safest way, the most PC way to say?
0: Probably like gunners, I would say gunner gunners.
1: Yeah, okay. So yeah. the gunners, they okay. could be down the ravine waiting to climb back up. They could be in the cliff waiting to come back down. You never know. Hmm. And so. So he doesn't have handcuffs. So they're like, you know, he's like, come on, give me a hand. So they're pinning this guy to the ground, waiting, hoping no one comes back up. And while the guide and the policeman, I guess, were restraining the guy, Peter decides to do a little bit of his own investigation into the case and check out the truck because he's basically a policeman now.
0: He's, I mean, he's on the force. He's an honorary. <laughs> he's
1: on the force. And as he gets closer to the truck and he goes and does a little bit of investigation, he finds out that it's actually stocked up with a bunch of drugs. What? And it's full of drugs. It's a
0: crazy story.
1: So these guys, so they were, first of all, they were about a minute away from driving right into it, not even, probably less.
0: Which is crazy because they hadn't seen like other cars, then all of a sudden they're at the exact time of this drug gunfight?
1: Yes. What are the chances? Who knows? But that is crazy timing. So this truck, I guess, was going from Lesotho down back into South Africa because it was trying to bring the truckload of drugs into South Africa, and then I think it was going to be – they told them that it was going to go on to Europe after that. What kind of drugs? Not sure.
0: Okay.
1: Just Does it make wondering. a difference?
0: Just, just wondering. Just want to
1: know if it's the good stuff.
0: Well, I just, I, he just looked in and was like, drugs. And it's like, what did it look like?
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was, he was heroin.
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, last
1: week we talked about the South African girl who was unsuspectingly became a shoe smuggler – as she took some special shoes across to Mauritius from South Africa so maybe it was heroin.
0: Oh, maybe she was the one. How, maybe it was heroin. Maybe
1: it's all connected.
0: Wait, what what year was this? 2009. Oh, that was this was 2003. Yeah. But could be the same could be CJ, could be the could same be drug runners sending it over to Mauritius. Fucking CJ. Fucking CJ. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen It's a good one. Yeah,
1: last week's episode, episode 37. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So he goes into the back. So he's obviously doing his investigation. Well, maybe he knew it was drugs because maybe he tried some. I don't know. He's,
0: like, he's like a special agent. Now. He's a special agent, yeah. He's well, like he part got of a- the South African DEA. He's yeah. like got his key out and he's like tasting it and he's like, yes, it's definitely drugs. Yeah,
1: oh, well, yeah. Peter became a detective after this.
0: <laughs> a detective. In well in this done, also. sir.
1: Well done on the big bust. <laughs> So, yeah, so basically, the drugs apparently they were going to go into Europe and it was this big shipment and they foiled this big plan, all of them together, all detectives. All of them. And after a while, a few more police showed up at the scene and took the guy on the ground into custody and then did a sweep of the scene to make sure that they didn't miss anyone. Peter, obviously, with gun in hand that he had now borrowed from uh, one of the other policemen, joined them for the sweep operation. They got the photo. They got the photo. And Heather and Peter got a thankful handshake from the police for their valiant efforts. Heather Did says, they get a key to Lesotho? Key to Lesotho. So, oh, fuck. I, I should <laughs> never pick this story. I cannot say this word yeah, at you all. You really can't. And I've got to say it one more time. Okay, Heather and Peter got a thankful handshake from the police for their valiant efforts, and Heather says that she obviously was the most thanked for her vigilant efforts as the backup from the backseat of the car while everything <laughs> went down.
0: <laughs> hey, you got to have a look out, man. That's gotta have a look role. Out.
1: After the ordeal, they actually decided to continue on with their tour, passing into Lesotho and into the mountains where they said that they continued to have a crazy adventure. They met some snowmen and they ended up spending the night in a goat shed. But she said that that is another story for another time. Snowmen? Snowmen.
0: Like... People made out of snow. I don't
1: know. It just said she met <laughs> did some snowman. Did they
0: meet the snowman after they tried the drugs that were in the car?
1: And it was actually LSD and they were in the mountains. <laughs> and they met
0: this snowman and stayed in their goat shed. And they
1: woke up in a goat shed. Now the story is all that coming together. That
0: makes sense. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got guys. it. Got it, got it <laughs> guys. Wink. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is a crazy story.
1: Yes. Imagine being in that scenario and having to make decisions, like now I'm a special ops.
0: Yeah, that's my job now. I'm a
1: policeman now, so they're like, "All oh, right, it's time to go back home." And and then they go, "Oh, well, we actually we work here now. We're we police. work
0: here. We're we're part of the drug enforcement team now." Yeah, that is a crazy story. I feel like I would just be like, I would probably do exactly what Heather did and stay in the back.
1: I feel like I would probably do what Peter did, and I would be out
0: there. Yeah,
1: I'd be out there pretending to be policeman. But That's what I do. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm playing policeman or I'm playing hero in most of the scenarios that play out in my head when I'm traveling anyway. So, what a great opportunity to do it!
0: That's true. You do love to be the hero. I
1: do love to be Jules the hero. Jules has
0: rescued so many people. Yeah.
1: Hey, if your tire gets blown out while you're traveling, guess who's going to be there pulling up to the side of the highway helping you fix the tire? This guy.
0: If your motorbike goes off the Changu shortcut into the rice terraces, guess who's gonna fish you out and oh, lose yeah. some flip flops along the way? I've lost many. Not a flip- me. Yeah, not
1: you. Christine's going good. Good work. We I've lost many flip flops in the Changu swamps. There, helping people. I'm fir- I'm diving in after people. I'm like, let me yeah, help Jules, you.
0: They're like, we're already out, and Joseph's like headfirst dived in, just covered in mud. Yeah. He loves a good rescue. story.
1: I do. I do. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you once again to Heather Cole from the conversant traveler for sending in her story submission. And if you want to be considered for a, for a story, for a storytelling, storytelling with Jules and Christine, Ding. you can head to not so slash submit to submit the details of your story. And Hey, If your story's really good and you're up for it, you might even get onto our Voyager chat Mm. because our Voyager chat series is something we've been doing the last couple of weeks. We have been so pumped to actually speak to some travelers and interview them about their crazy ordeals.
0: And if you know somebody who has a good story, let us know or let them know because we'd love to have them on, even if they're a famous person. We're not afraid to contact Famous people.
1: And that is the goal eventually, to bring on some famous to become people. Become
0: famous. <laughs> no, to
1: bring on famous people. Oh,
0: okay. And then become famous through, through snoozing with them. Yes, That's obviously. The That's just the been the end goal the whole time. That's my it. end goal is just to end up on a real housewife show and just drink wine all day.
1: Okay. cool
0: <laughs> now now we know. Now, now it's, all out, there, it's all out there.
1: It's all out there. Okay, and so thanks guys. Yes, we do we'd love to hear what you think of the Voyager chat series. We have another one coming up on Thursday where we talk about an adventure into Bolivia. So excited for you guys to hear that story. It is another travel couple who are also podcasters and yeah, got a, they've got a great story.
0: And we would love for you to just please tell a friend about our podcast. If you're loving it, share it on your social media. Tell a friend, well, maybe not in person, unless you're wearing a mask and you're six feet away.
1: You're in one of those social distancing (laughs) circles in the park.
0: Yeah. If you're in your bubble and your friend is in their bubble, then tell them about our podcast or call them up but just share it if you've been enjoying it because that is the best way for us to grow and we would really appreciate it.
1: Yes, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, we hope you're staying safe out there. This one's a bit shorter today, but we've got the Voyager chat coming up. We're going to keep them coming. We're going to keep them rolling. So we're getting out of here. Remember, stay safe at home. And if you are starting to travel a little bit, obviously stay safe on the road. And if you're not,
0: make sure you tell us about it. Bye. Bye, bitches.